Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network, brought to you by you would you like to be have your name here on the front in the opening of this episode you can just simply contact us that's all we ask and we'll make it happen because we're desperate and we are easily bought very easily bought very easily bought i i used to not root for the gold state warriors a scout gave me a free pullover now i'm all in dub nation What's going on, Tim? Oh, you know, Sean, I'm uh, just really excited to be here talking some basketball. I can't believe we're a month away from the season starting. Finally. Um, I know, man. Like, I've been really waiting for it. And then the Bengals getting off to a shitty start has made me want it even more. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I already started watching clips of, because um, I'm like, you know, when the baby's here, um, more, yeah. I'm not going to be doing pods as much as I have been for the, for the past 15 years. Um, I was like, man. I can, though, watch footage of the draft. So I've already started my draft prep for 2023. Very nice. Very excited. Very excited. I didn't watch any Victor Wembeyama. I've seen enough. I know he's the guy. You're sold. Uh, You're sold yeah. on Vic. Scoot okay. Henderson, he's two. He's awesome. But Scoot? There, Scoot. Okay. Scoot. And then how, there, how could he not be with a name like that? Dude, well, he's the first player ever to do two years in G League Ignite because he graduated high school early. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you know, two years of pro training before. How's he? How's he doing in that? Um, nasty. Nasty. He's nasty. He's nasty. Okay. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So we'll talk about that through the year. Um, uh, before we do, kind of get into some conversation today, uh, real quick, uh, Ben Brown will not be joining us tonight. Josh Hayes will be here when he gets home. Uh, coming home from the day job. Um, Sean, I don't know if you saw or not. I know you don't keep a keen eye on the WNBA like I do. I don't. Um, which, you know, it's totally okay. I, I disagree, but it's totally okay. Um, Asia Wilson of the Las Vegas Aces is probably now my favorite basketball player in the whole world. So, and she just she just won a WNBA title. Yeah, she won finals MVP. Okay. Um, how, how many seasons deep is she at this point? In her career, I think this might be her fourth. Okay, she's she's hitting her stride early. That's good. She's phenomenal. Okay. And when she went to the post game presser uh, after winning the said WNBA championship, she was carrying a giant bottle of Michelob Ultra and set it down on the on the table. Props. Step one. Uh, and then was kind of just talking about she's like, she's basically saying like okay, we're a team that just won a championship and we're in Las Vegas, so you know this party's going to be hopping. And she's told the whole team that they cannot show up for the parade unless they are four shots deep. Nice, nice. Yeah. Needless to say, A.J. Wilson is an American treasure, and we love her very much. So, And Becky Hammond, man. She, Becky Hammond. The, she's the GOAT. Will she be the first woman to win as a head coach in the WNBA and the NBA? 
think it's I think her I think her career is is just getting heated up in the coaching sphere. Yeah, so. I do too. I do too. I think she's tremendous and this has been great. Uh that was a really good team too. Uh I thought it was really fun. I was kind of I you know, I obviously leaned towards the Chicago Sky Bulls fan. Keep it in keep it in the city. Um but you know, it was cool to see. Uh, it was a fun playoffs. I love I wish I would kill for the NBA. The NBA never will. But I would kill for them to go to the WNBA's format of like the first two rounds are a best of one. Like you lose and you're done straight NCAA tournament style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think the conference semis are best of three and the finals, I think, are best of five. If yeah, I have that correct. And like, yeah, I mean, that cuts a month off the playoffs. That's a month of revenue you lose. But, dude, it's it's so intense. I love it. I mean, I mean, you've you've already lost the NBA's attention when you said month of revenue loss. I know. So, so you know, it's like I remember when they did the switch to from three games to to five games at the beginning of the and I and I've hated that change ever since. I think the first the first round needs to be back to a best of five. It's just it's totally so agree. long. God, totally we just agree. we slog through those playoffs. We really do. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, so you and I were texting about this a little bit yesterday. Um, in two K this year. There's the eras mode where you'll go back and it'll adapt like not only does it have current rosters from that time frame which you play, but it also which is amazing the authenticity. You, you told like me that, this. yeah. Scott Paget is in the NBA 2K game. Former Kentucky Wildcats Scott Paget. I, I I'm familiar with his work. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so that part's really cool. And then so it actually adapts the rules because the idea is like you're getting ready for Michael Jordan's draft. You're getting ready for Shaquille O'Neal's draft. You're getting ready for LeBron James draft, whatever uh, era you choose, or you can play current day. Um, So they also adapt to the NBA rules at that time. So you'll play like, and the eighties and those playoff series are as short as they were back then. And it's like, I simulated through one because I wanted to see if I could get to the first pick with the bulls because they don't do the whole thing where it's like, this is what everyone thinks. Like, this is how this guy's career turned out. And this is how we did the draft. So like, if yeah. you look at like the Oh three draft on your big board, it's like LeBron Wade mellow. There's no Darko in the top four. He's like down the twenties kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're like Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon and uh, you know, not Charles Barkley and like, <laughs> <laughs> especially not Charles. Yeah. And then, uh, so, but that one's easy because there's no lottery. So if you want to get like Michael Jordan, just take over the team year one, force your team to lose every game because then you automatically yeah. get the first pick. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured that out. Um, that's my 2K tip of the day. Um, also, very, very upset with my local GameStop about mm, still not getting over it. Um, what, what, what are you going to do for League Pass this year? I'm going to have to buy it. At, I least mean, it's, at least it's cheaper this year. It's much cheaper than it has been in years yep. past. So that's great. Okay. But like, yeah. So yeah, my wife, she had to listen to me bitch about this for like a week and a half now. And she's like, okay, I get it. Like we have more important things to worry about in life. So. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So I'm also doing the double ear today on the headset. I'm not used to this. So do I sound like I have voice modulation right now? Cause I feel like I do. You sound great, actually. Oh, wonderful. Awesome. Yes. So should we actually get to these topics that we were yeah, supposed to have? Yeah, we've been bullshitting for way too long here. Come on. Seven we minutes. Doing? I mean, you know. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Let's go ahead and start here. Uh, so this is the big news right now, obviously, with the CBA conversation. 
Uh, the new NBA draft age rule. So as part of the CBA conversation is lowering to 19 and over. And before anyone does the how fitting that the year Bronny James is eligible, they're going to do this. Woj flat out said that it would take several years to go into effect. So no, this is not LeBron James twisting and turning the NBA like he has in years past um, as much as he probably liked to. But uh, so Sham said in the athletic that the league and the MBPA are expected to agree on moving the NHL back to 18 years old uh, for the first time since 2004 when Dwight Howard's draft. Um, but they said uh, they are hopeful to it will be done in July in the new CBA. And then Woj said that uh, there is no advancing on the elimination of the one and done rule just yet. So we've talked about this quite a bit for the past few years about how we felt like this is a thing that needed to happen. Uh, it makes a ton of sense for kind of the draft, the league moving forward. This is where we go with the future. The G league ignite has been a huge thing kind of affecting this. Um, and really, I know a lot of people kind of are like, well, that's the end of college basketball. And I totally disagree. I think college basketball is still going to be great for what it is. I think March Madness still has that spectacular thing because not every single high school player that ends up being NBA ready is going to be ready shit out of high school. A lot of those kids are going to need college. Um, but, you know, going back to that, for these, like, you can probably go through draft classes in years past, like. Derek Rose had no business playing college basketball. Kyrie Irving had yeah. no business playing college basketball so much that he didn't. He played like 10 games. Yeah. Um, you know, and we, Anthony Davis had no business playing college basketball. He was incredible in college. It was a blast to watch, but had no business. Um, Russell Westbrook, you know, actually, no, his, his freshman year, he didn't play much at all, but his sophomore year was when it was like, okay. But where are you at with this man? Uh, curious. Like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a good idea. And I feel like it's going to take effect. And um, yeah, I think this is a really good thing because now there's multiple gateways for kids. If you don't really feel like doing the year of college, if you want to like opposite Ben Simmons, um, this is kind of the way to go. Yeah. I mean, you look back, like you said, with all those players that you mentioned, you know, there were so many players over the last 15 years that have, we're ready. We're NBA ready immediately. It was evident. Um, And I wouldn't say it was a complete waste of their time, but you know, you look at someone like Derek Rose who didn't have, you know, very good transcripts and ended up uh, basically vacating a final four appearance uh, because of that, you know, like what was the point of all that? You know what I mean? And he even uh, basically when he, when he, when he came to Chicago, they introduced him as from Chicago. I mean, he had no connection to Memphis. So um, I think this is going to be the, the thing that I love about bringing the, um, the 18 year old uh, players back into the NBA. The reason I love it so much is there's so many bad swings and misses. Yeah. You know, for, and, and for every Dwight Howard, you have a Kwame Brown, you know? So um, I love the big swings on, on high school players. You can, you can change a, 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 team's fortunes just by doing it or you can totally just dump a draft pick completely and ruin your chances and then somebody else is great i'm all for it let them make some mistakes early like let them let's put some young people back in the league again and when dwight howard came to the nba that year like he was a lot of fun he was raw as hell when he came in but it was still a lot of fun watching him progress i didn't need to go see him you know go play you know a year with duke or whatever you know um and with, you know, a lot of these, I feel like over the last couple of years, 
especially in, in college basketball. Um, the guys that do build themselves up, you know, career wise through college and play a couple years that aren't NBA ready, that's great for them. But some of these guys, they're just, they're already ready. So just let them jump in. Let's not go through all this bull crap, you know, and have them go to UK or Duke or any of these big name schools where they know they're going to be a one and done situation. I, it's, it's just silly to me. It is absolutely silly. And like you said, Tim, I do not think this hurts college basketball at all. I think, you know, if a player is NBA ready and a team wants to take him, what does it matter? You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. I think the thing too that a lot of people seem to think when they're like the ones that are in disagreement of it is that it's like, well, you know, if you like look at this, how many guys are just going to skip school down and not take a chance? And really, if you look in that time frame of like Moses Malone to when they finally decided like to make it a, a one year college rule. Yeah. It's not like there was a guy every year. I mean, for most, no. it's it took no. till Kevin Garnett, like Kevin Garnett, yeah. and you know, Kobe Bryant, which was like wasn't a highly, I mean, a high draft. No, no, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it was like draft in the middle of the first round, and then um, you know, you can go down the list. There's guys, you know, from there. But you know, like I said, Kwame Brown was like, look, I'll be honest. I watched Kwame Brown's high school tape not too long ago. Yeah, I probably would have been fooled. I probably, yeah. if I was a scout, been yeah. like. He's going to be tremendous. He's going to be incredible. Yeah. Like, and some guys just have that. Like OJ Mayo, if you'd show someone OJ Mayo's high school tape, they might think he's Michael Jordan. Like that tape, his high school tape is insane. Like it's yeah. unbelievable. Michael yeah. Jordan's definitely an exaggeration. So please do not burn me, internet. I'm just kind of joking around here. Uh, but dude, OJ Mayo and Bill Walker were high school teammates and they looked like they were for sure lottery picks when they played together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously LeBron, Dwight Howard, but like even Dwight Howard, it wasn't like a sure fire. We didn't no, know if he no. was going one overall until yeah. he got drafted. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was not consensus number one that year. Yeah, because him and Emeka, like you heard about Dwight. God, Emeka was so good too then. So yeah. he had that year, you know, with BG, you know, so. Yeah, so it's like Emeka actually won rookie of the year that year. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of fascinating. But I think when you kind of look at it, it's just like, I think this is great. And I, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be something where, you know, if a guy doesn't get drafted, especially now that like college players can have agents and work and discuss with stuff with agents, they have NIL. Uh, it's not the end of it, kid, if he doesn't get drafted. If he tries this out, hey, you know, didn't work out, go play a year at, you know, North Carolina, go play a year at USC. Um, or, Hey, we got the G league. Hey, go and play in Spain for a year. See how it yeah. works out. Like Brandon Jennings is like the greatest. He was so far ahead of his time when he did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he's yeah. like, I'm not going to Arizona. I'm going to go play in Spain. Um, yeah. was it Spain or Greece? It doesn't matter. Really matter. Yeah. Um, but in this day and age, I think it's great because it doesn't limit people. Like if, when kids did it, when we were younger, yeah. uh, if they entered the draft, they hired an agent, they couldn't go to college. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. Remember Randolph remember Morris entered the draft, hired yeah. agent, didn't get drafted, got to go back to Kentucky, but was still considered an NBA free agent. Yeah, and he went to the Knicks for the playoffs, I believe. They didn't yeah, even play the, him. Yeah, the Knicks signed him right up to the NCAA tournament. And yeah. Uh, yeah. which was like fascinating. 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was probably like the one time that'll probably ever happen. Yeah, but, there's no but, way it happens from here. But there's a lot of there was who was who was the guy from Kentucky that hired an agent and couldn't go back? Was it and he ended up making it as like a G League player out at Azabuki? Was that his name? Coletta, yeah, yeah, yeah. He signed one and then kind of made a boo boo there, and then years later ended up kind of working his way up through the ranks and actually became a pretty decent player. He is the Warriors uh, color commentator. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was on the We Believe Warriors. He was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we got Josh in here. Josh, talk real quick. Let's make sure your mic works while we're on the air. How we doing, fellas? All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I see you rocking the First Tuscaloosa try. hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I came um, just coming straight from work, man. I had to. The hair, the hair day is not great. So same, same, same. So I understand. Uh, real quick, we've kind of touched on a little bit. If you didn't get a chance to catch the first few minutes, um, we, you know, kind of talked about the beauty in doing this now with lowering it with kind of quote unquote ending the one and done rule. We did mention, you know, it's going to take about, you know, several years according to according to Woj's report to go in through. So um, I kind of talked about, we kind of talked about the benefit of, one, this is great for the kid. Two, there's no, this isn't like it was in the mid-2000s. So if a kid didn't get drafted, he couldn't go back to school now. Um, obviously, so many more options to play pro ball and make a name for yourself with NIL. So kind of real quick, get your thoughts on the transition of potentially moving the end of one and done. Well, um, I, guess it, I guess at this point, it's almost like they just should have never happened to begin with. I mean – it's really yeah. not been in the rules, not really been in place that long. I mean, if you really think about it. Yeah. Um, right. What are we talking? 12, 16, 13? 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for some reason, Anthony Davis was the one that popped up in my head when I thought about the rule, you know, going to Kentucky, one done, gone, going pro. But I know it was right before that. Oh, nine was uh, John Wall and all them guys at Kentucky. So um, it was right before that when that rule got put in place. And um, I never Dwight's understood. Dwight's draft was the last draft. What's that? Dwight Howard's draft was the last draft. In okay. 04, actually, yeah. So I I never really understood what the benefit was from it other than college basketball got, you know, a great player for one year. But um, as we saw, um, it didn't really translate into anything in college basketball when it came to winning. Um like I said, Kentucky won in 2012 with, with Anthony Davis uh, and those guys. And then, like, most of those championships that we saw from there on out were teams where guys stayed. Yeah. So, um, you know, I started to think about maybe they should have taken the the football approach and say, well, if we're going to keep you in school, you got to stay for X amount of years or you got to stay until you're this age versus, hey, come to college for one year and, and, and be gone um, because I, I – kind of think it hurt the game of basketball a little bit on the college level and you were also getting kids that um, originally was coming into the league and they weren't ready so you know you had this lull of you know guys taking you know three four and five years before they finally started catching their stride and then they finally picked it up and they're like okay we're going to use the g league to kind of use these guys to give them some developmental time and peace and now we're starting to see some of these guys come out of the g league and be dominant when they get pulled up almost kind of like a minor league thing. So I, I hope what it does is, is it does that where they pull guys over 
They keep them in the G League until they're ready, and then they pull them up when necessary as opposed to getting them up onto the roster, not be ready, put them back down, pull them up, put them down, pull them up, pull them down, and um, not have to make them waste that extra year in college. So either they go to college and stay or they just get drafted right out of high school. Yeah, the conversation I kind of was saying was um, more like the idea of it's still super rare even when the rule is in effect. So like you kind of talked about, um, and we'll, we'll move to the next topic after this part. I just want to make sure I got your two cents in. By the way, Sean, talking about guys who had no business playing college basketball earlier, uh, Carmelo Anthony. No need. Another one. Absolutely no need. not. No yeah. need. I mean, won a national title, was like the best college shooter, I think, maybe ever. Kevin Durant obviously had no business, but Kevin Durant didn't win the title. Just made me think. Yeah. Josh mentioning Anthony Davis made me think about that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I see your points uh, and what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And what kind of further that what I was saying is, like, I feel like we've moved with that. I feel like it, you know, yeah, this, yeah. This, this isn't the end of the player anymore. Um, he doesn't get drafted. He goes to the G League. He can go to college now because you can have an agent. You can go play in Spain, you know, like uh, or you can play in FIBA or Euroball, which uh, so there's so many other options. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see how this conversation goes. I'm curious when it goes into effect. Um, because, um, it doesn't really matter this year who's coming out because Victor Wembeyama is going number one overall. So let's just, as long as he is healthy, looking at you, Chet Holmgren in June, <laughs> Victor so, Wembeyama will go number one overall. How many, how many guys per year? that you think are going to be in that echelon of we're going to draft you anyway. Is there a person per year? Like, think about it. So this is the conversation we had right before you came on from Moses Malone. It was 15 years until Kevin Garnett. And then from Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, 96 and then 98. I think there was a couple guys, not many. I mean, we don't remember them off the top of our head right now. If that tells you anything, yeah. Then you go to Amari Sotomayor in 02, you go to LeBron in 03, you go to Dwight in 04, and J.R. Smith in 04. And like other than that, you know, it's like so it's it's a very, very rare occurrence. It's not like, you know, this is gonna happen all the time. So we can we can agree that Zion would have been an NBA lock. Oh, absolutely. Easy, easy. Yeah. And then absolutely. somebody like John Morant would have not have been an NBA lock. John Morant wasn't even in his top 300 of his recruiting class. So like, yeah. yeah. I, I totally, totally think that's fair. Um, you know, but like there definitely could have been situations like that. Like Derek favors was the number one high school player for a long time in his recruiting class. And yeah. some, some people think he's not even ready to play in the NBA now. You know what I mean? So it's like, I like him. I'm joking on him. I'm just messing. He's a really good player. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a per year thing. Like you're asking Josh, I think it's going to be a very, very special talent who can make it happen. So, well, like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, even the last draft, I was thinking here, like, Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green and Chet Holmgren and, you know, these guys that came out the last couple of years. And I'm like, would any of those guys been a lock for an NBA draft pick coming right out of high school? Um, and I was like, well. That's a good question. Maybe. I think Cade, because Cade was the number one rated player in the country in high school. So I think Cade would have definitely gotten like a combine invite and would have for sure been a lottery pick. Um, but I think that year at Oklahoma State did so much for him, especially because they were facing potentially not playing in the tournament. So mm -hmm. he got a chance to play in a high stakes situation. 
So yeah, I think that's Evan Mobley. Um, really, really think he definitely could have gotten a lottery pick as a high school player, uh, which we'll talk about him a little later in the show, obviously. Uh, when we get to uh, NBA rank, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a special thing, man. If, uh, if there's a kid that can do it, I can't wait to see who it is. Uh, so let's real quick, let's go to um, a conversation that Josh specifically mentioned he wanted to get to today. We've done a really good job this offseason and not really mentioning the Lakers much. And <laughs> I was I was really liking it, guys. I was really liking yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then Pat Bev gets traded there. So we touched on that on the 2K episode. And then this past Friday, while we are out to dinner in our yearly team meeting, getting ready for the season for college basketball, Dennis Schroeder goes back <laughs> to the Lakers for $82 million less. So, way to go! He bet on him. He bet on himself, man. <laughs> and lost. <laughs> All right. What a whiff! Yeah, man. So, uh, if you recall, we did when we did our Western Conference over unders. A lot of us took the under just because of the worry of if two guys so happen to get injured, just being LeBron and Anthony Davis. If those guys miss, you know, some time, this team's in trouble. And I'm looking now, and I'm not going to go ahead and say that I don't like the Dennis Schroeder signing. I don't think it's a bad signing. I think for the money you got him to improve your perimeter defense, you can put him and Pat Bev now to put on your perimeter defense. You know, are they going to beat Stephen Clay? No, but they're going to give a lot of teams fits with those two guys playing defense. And also, you know, I have that option now where you don't have to play Russell Westbrook 37 minutes. But when you look at this roster, which if you're watching along, thanks for tuning in. Uh, but if you are not, we put it up the, the graphic up here. So Kendrick Nunn's expected to be back this year. Max Christie, who they drafted, Lonnie Walker's there. Other than LeBron James and Troy Brown, who uh, guys were bull fans. Let's be honest, we got plenty of Troy Brown last year. Who is going to guard wings on this team? It's not going to be Lonnie Walker. It's not going to be. I mean, Juan Toscano Anderson potentially could. Uh, Pat Bev has been known to guard guys bigger than him for sure. But, I mean, I really think that they're pretty deep guard-wise. Um, you know, we can say what we want about what Westbrook has been, but I, I really do like their guard depth. And center, I don't really think they're bad off at the first two. I think Damian Jones and Thomas Bryant are significantly better than what they had last year. Absolutely. But Jay Huff as your third center is a little frightening. I guess that would be Anthony Davis. Would he be the backup center? Absolutely, he will. Yeah, he's not going to want to be, but he is. Yeah, so this is a really – I can literally see this going either way because I, I listened to Zach Lowe talk about this today on the Low Post, and what he said to me made a ton of sense. If LeBron and Anthony Davis each get 64, 66 games in, they're probably in the top four because they're just that good. Yeah. But if they play 58 – each or you know we have another thing like last year Anthony Davis played 37 I think it was like that they're in a lot of trouble yeah this is uh (laughs) I um I fear for this team if we have another Anthony Anthony Davis injury this year I think he is so detrimental to this team's success at this point and not that LeBron hasn't been phenomenal since he got there he's been he's been great um i this is one of those teams that just sunk so much 
so much money into a couple people and they've just painted themselves into a corner. I've said it a million times and we've talked about this literally more than any team we've talked about the last two years, just because they're so fascinating because they should be good, but they're not. And <laughs> I mean, they were one year they got, they got one, um, which is what it was. You know, if anything, it was still worth it. I'm not going to say it wasn't worth it, but um, if you, if, if, one or both of your stars get hurt mid-year. It's like, let's say we have a couple days or a couple weeks where two of those guys, both of those guys are not playing, um, you know, and you're relying on Russell Westbrook or Lonnie, you know, Walker, you know, and, and what, what are we going to get with this team at all? You know, and I do like, like you said, Tim, like bringing in Thomas Bryant, I think that's, that's, he's, a very solid NBA center. I think he's, he's decent to have on here, but I just don't know who is the guy after that. And, you know, it should be Russell Westbrook, but you know, what are we going to get here? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, no clue. if they, if they get hurt midway through the season or, or hurt for a long period of time, and Anthony Davis is going to get bumped at some point and miss a p- period of games. It's going to happen. There is nothing that will prevent that period with him. He's just, He's just not a durable guy. Um, it's going to be really tough to watch this team. They're just not going to be interesting to watch. And we're going to be talking about them all year. But if if everything goes as planned, like you said, they get you know 66 games or something, we're, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. And they can make some damage. If they are actually healthy, by the time the playoffs start, look out. Yeah, I'm – I, I'm going the other way with I don't understand where this team's going to go offensively after the first two. Um, you know, LeBron averaged 30 points a game last year. I don't know if if he's going to be able to put that pace up again, getting older. Um, Anthony Davis, I would still consider in his prime if he's healthy, he should probably be a 26, 27, 28 point per game guy. And then after that, I just don't know which Russell Westbrook you're going to get. I don't know if they're going to have him come off the bench. I don't know if they're going to start him. I don't know what his minute time is going to be. I don't know if Schroeder could be a third scorer. Um, And the way this roster is constructed, like I still don't think that they have the shooters that they need to be able to compete with the way LeBron plays basketball. So, um, I don't, this roster is like super odd to me, like way odd. And um, I just don't know what Lakers team we're going to get. I don't know um, how they're going to construct their offense. I can all I can tell you is is the year they won a championship and everything went through Anthony Davis. They were a they were a much better basketball team. But if he can't stay on the floor and LeBron has to go back to the thirty seven and seven, like this team is not getting in the playoffs. I think. Uh... You bring up great points for sure, Josh. Um, you talk about, you know, 2020 when, you know, I know everyone wants to be like, well, they want it in a bubble. Like, yeah, being secluded and being at Disney World, not be able to go into the parks is not easy. I would go insane. <laughs> like, if you want to torture Tim, drag him just outside of Lake Buena Vista just so he can <laughs> see the castle. And then just don't let him in and just watch him go crazy because that, that is, that is Tim right there. Like, I doubt that LeBron was like, Oh man, 
I gotta ride really in the wish- small world. My God. I mean, I can see Splash Mountain from here, guys. Oh, dude. And I can't go. <laughs> Splash Mountain would be more painful than the castle. I mean, I'm just going to go and tell you now. But, um, yeah, to go back to Josh's point, if you go back and watch, I actually really want to do a rewatch of Game 5 of that finals when Jimmy Butler just goes insane for the heat. The infamous meme oh, where he's like, oh. Dude, it's such a great game. Like, I would yeah. just love to just sit there and like do a show where we just rewatch it and talk about it. But yeah, Anthony Davis, they, you know, Anthony Davis wins them two of the Nuggets games and he wins them, I think, game three. No, no, game four because the Lakers win the first two and then Miami wins one. Um, and he's just terrific in those games. I might have my games off, I don't have it in front of me at the moment. But yeah, I think when you run it through him, it kind of makes all the difference. I don't know who the third scorer is. I'll bring it back up again here real quick because, you know, let's just let's look at this real quick. You assume they're starting five: Westbrook, Beverly, uh, LeBron, Davis, Thomas Bryant. Assumption. If you guys think anything about anything different, by all means, I'm I'm all ears. But you know, who scores on that team besides LeBron and Davis? Thomas Bryant's fine. He's a great offensive rebounder, but you know, he can get putbacks. And okay, so your second unit Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, Max Christie, Lonnie Walker, Damian Jones. Not exactly screaming confidence there either. So it's just kind of a really unique dynamic. Um, you know, what do they get from Kendrick Nunn? That's a huge question. Because he said it all last year with the same injury Lonzo Ball has right now. Hello, anxiety, my old friend. Um, and so it's just really, really kind of a weird dynamic. Here's the other thing, too. So let's just look at the Western Conference right now. We'll play the exercise of where do you put the Lakers in? Like, where do we stop with a team that they're better than? Okay. Golden State, Clippers, Nuggets. We know they're not better than them. Don't even yeah. stand a chance in a four game. And there's a best of seven. Phoenix, I don't, Memphis, Phoenix, Memphis, Minnesota, Dallas. Dallas. So they're already at the eight spot. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Well, yep. So, you know, again, this goes back to if LeBron and Davis are healthy and they make some noise, they can fight with all those teams. Are they better than Portland? Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Everyone's better than Portland. Are they better than Sacramento? Yes. It's a lot closer than it has been in years past, but I will give the edge to LeBron and Anthony Davis. But it's close. It's definitely close now. I don't think people really understand how good the Kings could be. They could. They have the talent right now. Yeah, dude. Uh, Did you guys know that De'Aaron Fox was the second best offensive player in the league in the second uh, post-All-Star break last year? I buy that. Yeah, he was he was awesome. Are they are they better than the Pelicans? No, you're right, Josh. They're not. So now you put them at nine. So play in right now. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, Houston. Yeah. Uh, Utah, they're better than them, obviously. So they're going to get. So they could be in a playing game with a chance to get in the playoffs. Here's what I just said: if if Anthony Davis and LeBron James are healthy, they're completely healthy, and you give them 
a seven-game series. When healthy, I'd say that they could compete in any given seven-game series in the West. Because totally of just those two guys alone. Yeah, I but totally agree. Anthony Davis tweaks an ankle or, you know, he pulls LeBron's a groin. LeBron's growing up again. Yeah. Yeah. It's any, done. They're done. Like, it's it's not even close. Yeah. I I, uh, I found it really interesting that Darvin Ham flat out came out and said, like, if I have to play Russell Westbrook off the bench, I will. Because I think as a sixth man, just like, Russell, come off the bench, just get to the rim. He would be outstanding. I think he would just be tremendous as that role. Um, that brings us to our next topic of conversation. LeBall James, folks. Um, Here he is. LeBron finally, finally leaned into it. Now, Joshua, as um, our gatekeeper of the 1990s of the NBA on this show, <laughs> um, great men who scored a lot of points in basketball were bald. And it just so happens this is the year that he, uh, being Mr. LeBron James, could potentially, highly likely, break the all-time scoring record. So do you feel like he did this because he knew that um, all the top scorers in league history, besides Carl Malone, are, were bald men? Malone even went bald. Yeah, he went bald. What you, what oh, you yeah, you're right. Carl Lakers, Malone don't know. Yeah, Carl yeah. Malone Kobe, Mike, Kareem. All, mm-hmm. all bald. Yep. You know, so LeBron just had to follow ship, man. You know, he figured if he's break it, why not break it? Watch Kobe, him break Kobe, the record. Watch him break the record on a sky hook. Kobe didn't need incredible. to go bald, though. No, he didn't. Like Kobe he actually had, he had good. Ha- well, I mean, he he always had good hair, though. Like regardless, he just decided to go short for a while. So, yeah, the fro was incredible. It was. He had. It was great. Yeah, it was. We have. We got uh, some goat comments here in the building from Made It By Chris, our guy. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good to see you. Um, I like it. I'm in for it. I appreciate the laughter. I appreciate the, go- the, the goods behind it. And the Josh, I know you are someone like me who will appreciate this. He might be releasing his best sneaker in his 20th shoe. It's a good looking oh, yeah. shoe. I I actually argued with my kids. I was like, I am not a fan of LeBron shoes. And for some reason, this shoe came out. And I'm like, oh, I might wear that. I might get a pair. Yeah. Like, those look nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he said Brody and Bryce were the ones that kind of designed most of them. Um, so, I guess, like, they were – that's what they were playing in uh, EYBL this year. How about man? That you let your kids have some insight on your shoe. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, I guess Marcus Marcus owns Trophy Room, so I guess he gets to kind of do his thing with the Jordan special editions that they do every year. But have you? Uh, I, I know will, you. Uh, I will say this is the first LeBron shoe that I felt like it didn't look or feel like it was some army boot that uh, that somebody was wearing. It was like super heavy. It looks like a yep. comfortable, lightweight basketball shoe. Yeah. Um. I've got a few. So I have the 15s, which was, um, do you remember he was doing the Nike ID ones where like he would wear a shoe on the court and then they would drop on sneakers real quick. Mm-hmm. I got the Griffies from that series and they're like one of my favorite shoes. They just look awesome, but they are definitely heavy. Um, I've got the Sprite sevens. Those are like my all time favorite LeBron shoe. So I dig those before we get into something. So Josh, I know you said earlier, 
that uh, you were the first to rub the salt in my wound that you got the championship edition. Have you still not opened it? Did you get a second <laughs> copy? Uh, did not. <laughs> I did not get a second copy. That was a that was a hot commodity for about four hours. Gosh, heartbroken. If only someone could have waited. Yeah, if only I was told I could have waited. <laughs> they were like, "I'm sorry, Tim. Like, they're never gonna have more copies of this ever." And you were like, "Yeah, you're probably right." <laughs> It was just like, <laughs> the dude was like, the dude was like, we might not get it for three weeks. And I was like, what? Three weeks, three weeks. That's yeah, and, then they got, all... and then they got it later that afternoon. Yeah, and you guys are all texting me like, look what I got. And I'm like, oh, I, dude, I, I walked in the GameStop with what you were telling me. I was like, and I was reading on like Reddit. I was like, I'm definitely not getting this game. And I walked in there and I were like, I was like, so uh, you wouldn't by any chance have my copy of that, would you? And they're like, what's your name? Cause we got a couple copies and I was like, Sean. And they're like, yeah, we have yours. We only got three of them. And I'm like, and it was like five 30 in the afternoon. And I was like, okay. I felt like I just won the lottery. I'm sorry. I had to just say that. It was, it was, it was, it was, it's a ridiculous story. Cause like I was fully believing that I think what happened to you was dumb. It was very dumb. Absolutely. And Tim, I just want to let you know that I'm still I've still been online looking for you to try to find <laughs> a copy. It's just that now the prices went up to about $300. Yeah. <laughs> are, are they are they still that much? Yeah. Really? If you're going to spend $300 on me, please do it for like a bassinet or an extra car seat or Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh man. We put that registry together and I was frightened how much money we're going to be spending. So <laughs> um, I did kind of want to touch real quick on the game. I know we always do a review episode. We did the preview last time, but um, so I played a little bit of the Jordan challenges. I'm trying not to like run through it because I want to savor it and I want to enjoy it through the year. So sure. I played the first two and just the presentation is absolutely incredible so the first game is obviously north carolina versus georgetown ncaa championship and also they're really challenging like they're really really hard which makes it really fun when you are successful uh but it's also cool because it's not like they take like current 2k and you just play with those rosters you like get on the court there's no three-point line there's no shot clock uh they have the big score graphic in the bottom of the right corner and it looks just and like when you the, you first get into the menu, it shows the Superdome. And then like when you see the starting lineups, it has their big like letters like you used to see on the old CBS broadcasts. It's just awesome. And then Mike Fratello being on commentary to talk about, we know Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing. Uh, these are guys that are probably going to be high draft picks and stuff like that. It's just super deep. And uh, it's just awesome, man. I, I was so, so impressed. And then I played the second one. Uh, one. I haven't played it after that yet, where you do the college all-stars against the uh, I mean, Team USA for the 84 Olympics against the college all-stars. Unfortunately, Bobby Knight is not in the game to be the coach. Um, but that's another story. So that's really cool, too, because it's like you're playing in the Hoosier Dome. If you remember, that's what they used to call in Indianapolis and the crowd's very far behind the court. You know, you, cause it wasn't made for basketball. 
and I don't know where Sean went, but also just really cool dynamic, really cool graphics, and just really cool like th- this presentation. It's, I was I was blown away, just unbelievably blown away. I loved everything about it. I was blown away just from the trailer of the the commercial when it was showing the Jordan stuff on it, and I was just like, man. Yeah, you know, the detail of of what he looks like, and one of my kids is super mad at me right now because I won't open the game, and he was like, "You could have just gave me the code, Dad," and I could have. I was like, "No, man, I'm not going to open it." Like, I'll, he's, if anything, I'll try to find a cheaper version of it, you know. And if I want to mess with it, I'll play with that. But or you know, if he ends up buying it and getting the the Jordan edition one, like he can play all the Jordan stuff, and I'll go mess with his, but. I thought it was a cool collector's item um, with me being a big fan of MJ um, with it being the year 2023. I just thought that was really cool that that's what they decided to do with the cover of the game. I agree, man. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I was telling Sean before you got on here. So I'm playing like through the eras mode, which is like the fran- you can play the franchise with those current rosters. And I am full on trying to go like tanking in the 84 draft. So I can get Jordan <laughs> the first pick, and you could do force wins where you can like decide like without playing the game who wins and who loses. So I'm going straight zero at eighty two because there's no lottery at that time, so I could just go ahead and draft them. And I'm like, this is fun. I really like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess Sean got kicked. Uh, he hasn't re- gotten back on just yet. So while we're waiting for him to come on, let's kind of go through this real quick because uh, ESPN is doing their rank NBAs right now for the year uh they've released 100 through 26 so the top 25 i believe are coming out next week and uh noticed anthony edwards was not in 100 through i mean 100 through 26 so he's going to be in the top 25 that is um kind of where i'm with that too and yeah. you know it's crazy i know i know sometimes um this stuff plays into it, but I was kind of hoping it wasn't. And that was just a pure basketball decision. I know he was, he's in a little off the court dumpster fire right now, you know, with some things that had happened over the past couple of weeks. And, um, but yeah, man, I, uh, I was kind of looking at the, at the rankings and, uh, I was with you, like it went, it stopped at 25 and I was like, huh, I wonder how these guys are going to be ranked when that top 25 comes up. Yeah, I'm really curious. So I took a couple screenshots. This is my amazing editing work, as you can see here. Uh, some of the highlights. Uh, so Evan Mobley, my guy at 36, Kate Cunningham at 35, both above Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes was like 41, I think. Uh, Kyrie Irving at 33. Last year, he was in the top 20. And then our Bulls dynamic duo of Zach Levine to back. and back to back 27 and 28, right under Drew Holiday at 26. Uh, man. So then some other ones that really stood out. I want to make sure we mention uh, Lamella Ball at 41, Zion Williamson at 40, Russell Westbrook at 65, Ben Simmons all the way down to 76. Well, you so, said you don't know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. I don't think it's an issue. I I truthfully would not put him on because he hasn't played basketball in a long time. Um, but I know that didn't stop because there's a lot. Jamal Murray's on the list somewhere. Uh, there's a few guys who sat out last year. Michael Porter Jr.'s on the list, and obviously Zion's on the list. But yeah, there's there's some guys that are on the back half of this list. Oh God, I, I could be wrong. 
Uh, and it might just be my bias. You know, I was looking like D'Angelo Russell's at 93, Christian Wood at 92, Anthony Simmons at 91, who's ascending as a basketball player. Like, and then you got Mike Conley at 89. Now, I'm not saying that Mike Conley's not a phenomenal basketball player, but like his career is about done. And then these other guys seem like they're ascending. And sometimes I look at those rankings and I was like, I just don't understand how those guys are ranked so low. Um, you know, guys like Malcolm Brogdon, um, just based off of the year that he had um, and kind of the things they do on the floor, uh, you now know, Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, Jonas Valanciunas is ranked below Aaron Gordon. Like, I didn't put the list together, but, like, I see what these guys do on the floor day in and day out, and there's probably some guys on that backside I would rank. I don't know where I would put them, but I definitely see guys on this list that I'm like, eh. I'm not really sure. Like, eh, you know, I don't know. It's weird, man. Like Clint Capella's number 79 still. Like <laughs> Lonzo got ranked at 78. Um, yeah, that was unique to me just because we don't know how much he's going to play this year. OG at 75. That's like, low. That's It's so super low, low man. Yeah, I, uh, there yeah. there was a stretch where he was the best player on the team. Like, yeah, like Pascal Siakam's in the top thirty, I think. Like, come on, fellas. Yeah, it was unique. Um, that's probably the lowest Westbrook's ever been, and he's only going to get lower as time goes on, which is really kind of interesting. Uh, I did see Chris mentioned uh, Lamelo in the chat. He needs to be higher. Uh, you're talking about six five point guard with. Unreal Court Vision also switched to numero uno this year. He's going to be rocking number one for the Charlotte. I have no issues with LaMelo Ball being higher. Uh, I think that he certainly deserves it. I worry about his defense still. I think a lot of these guys we're going to see, like Drew Holiday being 26, makes a ton of sense to me because of his two-way abilities. But, and, do you, but I was going to ask you, because that was one of my things. You know, now, now I am being biased. He's 26 and Zach's 27 and DeMar's 28. Like, do you rank Drew Holley over those two guys? I do in the sense that we can count on him night in and night out to play defense. And I think that matter. And he's a good offensive player. Great defensive player, good offensive player. Where the others, Zach Levine is a very good offensive player who can sometimes be a good defender. Sometimes. Is he even better than Chris Middleton, though? No, 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 no. Because if the Bucks have Chris Middleton, I think that they would the East last year. Well, Chris and Chris Middleton's ranked thirty-one coming in. Let's see what I'm saying. Like, I totally see. I that. love Drew Holiday. Like, like you said, like in the Olympics, like he was the defensive showstopper on that team, and he showed what he was capable of doing, and he did it also in the playoffs. Um, but uh, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. Like some people, some people have their bias. Some people have sure. Um, you know, they have their favorites, but like just me personally, a healthy Zion is not number 40 in the league. I agree. Yeah. So Chris asked about Trey Young. He has not been mentioned yet. So we assume he'll be in the 25 when that's released, which I believe they said is, did it say it's next week? Uh, yeah, it'll probably be next week. DeJounte Murray, though, was uh, had a pretty high rating. I thought could also be higher. I, I, but great, I, I just really like him. That could just be my bias. I, really like, I just like everything about him. Yeah, he's just a really good two-way player. And I tell you what though, 
I wouldn't argue this one. It's just cool to see is Andrew Wiggins ranked 32nd. 30. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Like I'm um, so happy for him. He dude in the finals in the whole playoffs, like he just ascended and, and it wasn't the scoring. It was everything that he did, man. This what he, he did what the team needed for him to do to win, whether it was scoring, play defense on the best guy. I mean, there was games where he had 15, 16 rebounds. I mean, he did it all. And, um, he seems like he's happy, even though he doesn't really show any emotion. That was the first time I watched him play basketball, and I was like, that's the guy that got picked number one, huh? That was him. My, my true bias that would be for me would be uh, Darius Garland would be higher. I just think he's – I think he's going to be elite pretty soon, especially Dude. now with having Mitchell and those that guys. That Cleveland team is going to be so much fun to watch. I feel like they're my – and I was going to talk about this in an episode later on, and we'll, I'm sure we will as we're waiting for the season to go. So you know how like – so last year, last year Dallas made the conference finals, you know, probably a little early, earlier than we thought. Uh, the year before that was um, Atlanta. And then, you know, 2020 was Denver. I think that's where Cleveland could be this year. I think they could be an Eastern Conference finals team. I think they could be that team that's like – takes a step a year early and gets in there with, you know, whether it's Boston or Philly or uh, Miami. And I, I really think that they could like go toe to toe with any of those teams. Yeah. So you got to remember they, they had a lot of injuries last year as well too. Jared um, Allen was out for a long time. And I would like to see Mobley become a little more offensively um, Me too. minded. Uh, we know what he can do on defense, but they also have Jared Allen to play on defense. So, you know, you got those two twin towers on the floor at the same time, both defensive minded. I think Mobley's got a lot more offensive game to him. And then you bring Garland and then you bring Mitchell on the floor. Um, that's Karis, scary, man. And Karis Mitch, Levert. Yeah. That uh, is scary. That's fun, man. Uh, you got a good coach, too, and J.B. Bickerstaff. So... I do I think, and I don't want to get into this, I do think with the small moves that were made this year, I really like what Philly did to upgrade their roster. I do too. I really do too. I think Tyrese Max is going to be incredible this year. I think he's just going to, I think it's his all-star year. I think it's the year he makes the all-star team. He has some flashes, man. Man, he's he's really good. He's really, really good. Um, all right. Well, I think with that being said, I don't think Sean's computer is going to be coming back here in time for us to close out. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and wrap this up uh, before we take too much time talking about everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you guys for all tuning in. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Please, 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 please. If you are here on the YouTube channel, two seconds, click that subscribe button, click that bell. Anytime that we, anytime we have an episode pop up, it's going to alert you here. Uh, follow us on all socials at 48 minutes network. And also please, 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 please. I'm begging you. Go to your podcast subscriber choice, whether it's Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, whatever. Something I never heard of. I'm sure we're on it. Um, <laughs> the other day I said, Alexa, play 48 Minutes Basketball Network, and we popped up. That's pretty cool. Um, so just give us that five-star review. It goes a long way in helping us beat the algorithm. Uh, and if you want to support the team, support the brand, uh, 48MinutesBasketballNetwork.Birchmake.com. It's getting to be that season. See so if you want to go out there and uh, – Take your little fall jog in the morning, rocking your 48 minutes crew neck. Uh, that's the place to go. So thank you to Josh and to Sean for joining in. I can't wait to get Ben back as well. Take it easy, everyone. We will talk soon.